Hello, this is Terry, and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. I'm here to share the stories of some of today's most talented and successful animation professionals to help inspire you to pursue the career of your dreams. And today I am chatting with Toronto local Vadim Bezhanov on what it's like to write the stories for major motion pictures from both inside the studio and as a freelance artist. Now, I was first exposed to Vadim's work at Sheridan College, where his thesis film Fresh Eggs, which is about two con men escaping the cops at a gas station, has been studied in our layout and storyboarding classes, and that's because Vadim graduated from Sheridan himself back in 2008. And since then, he's worked for some of the biggest animation studios in the industry, including DreamWorks, Warner Brothers, Rovio, and Blue Sky. In fact, there's a really good chance you've seen some of his work in theaters as he's developed movies like Ice Age, Continental Drift, Smallfoot, Captain Underpants, Rio, and Angry Birds 1 and 2. And he even wrote the Angry Birds short, The Early Hatchling Gets the Worm, which is a story about a cute little chick who befriends her wormy breakfast, which has racked up nearly 40 million views on YouTube. So Vadim, I'm really pumped to chat with you today. Thank you so much for being here. How is it going? It's going good. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. me too. Thank you, thank you. Um, so what kind of, you know, interested you in pursuing animation in the first place? If you can um, think back to when you were a young, young boy. Um, yeah, for, I mean, for animation, I, yeah, I didn't really have a plan to get into animation. Um, I was just always like the artist kid in school and always like drew well. Um, and I think it was like in high school where, you know, I, I had to like start thinking of like, okay, what am I going to do after that? Like, it's a big decision. Everyone's thinking about it. And then my dad, I think, uh, either read in the paper or something about Sheridan College and that its animation program was like a, you know, like a famous program, like a successful thing. And then he's like, oh, you could maybe get into movies. You know, you like, you like movies. It could be fun. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like, that sounds like a good plan. So I just kind of like tried it out and I didn't even have like a backup or anything. And um, yeah, I just kind of applied and yeah, got in and just, it kind of evolved. You know, I, I began to like it like more and then I kind of went more into it and then liked it even more. And that's kind of how it became uh, you know, like that's how I became like a full-time story artist. So, yeah. so like Sheridan is pretty competitive to get in. Like right now, the rate of getting in is about one in ten portfolios get accepted. So, when you were applying, which is uh, I guess eleven, ten or eleven years ago now, yeah. uh, or, or you graduated ten or eleven years ago, so even before yeah. then, how competitive yeah. was to get in? Like you said, you just you know put together a portfolio. Did you take it really seriously, or like are you just that skilled? No, no, I definitely took it seriously. And I, I don't know how the odds were, but you know, you, you did have to have a portfolio and I heard people didn't get in. So it, it's not, it wasn't too easy. Um, but my dad is also actually an artist himself. And so he, he actually taught me um, like traditional like drawing. Um, it's mostly I, we did like pencil work, but we did, we did like still life and um, like kind of basics, like uh, shading a cube, understanding how a light behaves. So oh, wow. he, um, yeah, so we got that, you know, like you have like two weeks to work on that portfolio. 
and so yeah we just took it we actually took it pretty seriously i remember and we like i was working hard on it like i was trying my best obviously and and then my dad would like you know like he's like this isn't like this could be better and like he would be like okay like come on like it was like slightly stressful that with work. what's that we'll do that to your work now oh does he do no like now i'm like my level has gone high now i could yeah. look at his stuff and i'm like hey maybe uh, like you could push this tree over a little bit like it might be a little stronger yeah. so what um, kind of artist is your dad then uh he well he went to school for um, I guess he also learned just traditional art, but he was a graphic designer. Um, okay. He was a graphic designer, yeah, uh, in Ukraine. Like I'm Ukrainian, originally born in Ukraine. And uh, yes, so he, he worked as a graphic designer there. He even worked in Canada also as a graphic designer. So now that you're working in movies, how does it feel? Because, you, you know, you had that goal when you were in like high school and now you're actually doing what you wanted to do. Like, did you reach a point? Where you're like, wow, I'm actually working on feature films, and this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, originally I thought I was gonna do uh, like special effects because I just like like explosions and like things like the mummy. I'd watch the mummy and like, oh, that's so cool. So I thought I'd get into that, you know. But it's just like when you get into it, you learn more about it, and then you find out what you really want. Um, but yeah, originally I thought. In the, in the Sheridan portfolio, we had to do like a storyboarding of like your like your life or something. It's like, what do you expect to get out of Sheridan in the storyboard? I don't know if that, that assignment, but um, I drew myself. We haven't like, done that yet. We, we've kind of just storyboarded movies like uh, Little Shop of Horrors and and stuff like that. I don't know if you had those assignments. <laughs> no, 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 for the portfolio. Oh, uh, no, they gave us uh, they gave us two characters and we had to create a four panel story using those characters and a topic. So when I applied, the topic was hungry and we got a, a possum and a clown to storyboard. Oh, so yeah, I guess yeah. it changed over, over time. Well, we had the character that yeah had to open a box, like get surprised or like reaction and then something after it was like also a four panel. But then we had like a little story like a storyboard I remember was like maybe I don't know 16 panels of like your what you expect to do and I drew myself like working hard at Sheridan and then like uh, people going to the theaters and it says like my name in the theaters you know so it's like I guess I did like I'm like oh that'd be super cool and now yeah like you work on you get to work on cool you know films and it's like sometimes yeah you're like man I'm like I'm just drawing for movies it's just pretty cool you know like so so maybe explain how you and because originally you wanted to do special effects but you said maybe when you got into the nitty-gritty or day-to-day of the, that you yeah. realized that you wanted to be a storyboard artist instead so what what attracted you to story versus what you thought you wanted to do um i think it's just well i got into sheridan as it was mostly a, like a drawing like a traditional kind of skills that they taught which was great you know um and I mean, for me, in a way, like, I like to be more like drawing, like, I, I like the fact that I'm drawing always like with my hands, like, maybe, you know, like the other side, like effects, it's like a really still cool thing. But for me, it's like, there's so many, like options and programs and like, like sliders and numbers that I kind of like prefer, 
to be more like just drawing. Um, but after, you know, I got in, I was in Sheridan, I thought I was going to be a designer. Like up until the, well, pretty much in fourth year, I was still like, oh, I'm going to get a design job because I like designing stuff and drawing cool characters. And then um, Blue Sky, you know, they were looking for people at the end of school. And then they're like, uh, do you want to do a story? Like we have a story opening. And so I'm like, did you get in contact with Blue Sky or did they come to the school? Or They, like, they uh, came on industry day at the end of fourth year. So you're just walking around and you're like, hi, hi, Blue Sky. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, I was like, oh, my God, Blue Sky is here. Like, you know, everyone's like trying to talk to them. Yeah. Um, and I luckily got uh, an interview with them. And, and then they're like, oh, you want to do story? And I'm like, uh, yeah, like, sure. <laughs> You know, like, I, it's it's weird because I just kind of go with it, like, almost. But it, and then when I started doing story, it's like, ah, oh, story is super cool. Like, oh, nice. It's, it it so wasn't all, have, like, pre-planned. You didn't have much experience with story before that point, I guess? Like, what do you oh. think made you, your portfolio or interview or whatnot stand out? You said everybody was, like, kind of talking to Blue Sky, but they contacted you back. Yeah, well, they they interviewed a bunch of people. It wasn't just me, but... Um, okay. I think just naturally, like, because my, my main focus in in fourth year was, I'm like, I got to try to do the best I can on my film. Like, like I knew that sometimes co companies come and that's what they watch. They watch the film, right? And the film could, like, make an impression on somebody. So I was just like, okay, just do a good job. Like, all you have to do is do a good job on this film. Like, make it something interesting. You'll automatically stand out, you know. And I wasn't really thinking about like, oh, I'm a designer, so I'm just going to go like heavy on design and like not on anything else. So I, I just kind of end up doing a story that I thought was kind of cool. And I just had fun with it. I didn't have a plan, you know, with it. I was just like, make a cool film. And then. So you weren't like, I want to showcase my ridiculous layout skills specifically or i want to show out my animation skills you were just like i'm gonna have fun with this and make it the coolest thing i can yeah like yeah i wasn't thinking because i wasn't like highly good at any you know specific thing but maybe looking back at it you you could see like oh he's really thinking of like shots like he's, right he's thinking like everything is like a different shot 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 you know and what are, my animation wasn't as strong, so I just naturally kept it like simple. Like I wasn't gonna do something, you know, crazy that I can't do. I'm like, but I did like a lot of shots, and then so Blue Sky kind of saw that. And they're like, oh, this is looks like a story, like like a good story, like a person, you know. Huh. Um, so it just kind of ended up like that. Like, yeah, I, I try not to, in general, like think of like what's my style or, you know, like I just kind of. Like, just kind of follow what you want to do, like, you know, and then you'll just naturally be doing what you're, what you're best at. Sweet. Um, I have a random question about the thesis film. How involved were, like, mentors or, like, other students' feedback in your film? Um, did it go through, like, a lot of drafts with, like, some of the profs reviewing stuff and helping you out? Or uh, um, what was that like? <laughs> You can remember. Yeah. I mean, it's no. for me, I'm wondering because it's something that we're shown in like two different classes over a decade later still. So it obviously stood out to a lot of people. And it's yeah. a great short film, too. 
No, that's cool. I'm glad like, yeah, you were telling me how they're still showing it in class and I'm like, well, that's, it's really cool that, you know, people still watch it and like it. Um, but um, that's a good question because I was kind of scared for a long time to tell people the story because, you know, as an artist, if someone's like, oh, that's okay. And then you're like, oh, that's just okay. Like, okay, I'll switch it then. Right. But at the same time, you know, that's just one opinion. Right. So you almost, so I was kind of like almost kind of making it on my own, like making up the story on my own. Okay. And I, I tried, I mean, there's different approaches, you know, and I've working in the industry, I learned how to like really work with people and like get their ideas. But at that time I kind of like tried to come up with it, like the, the main thing on my own and then kind of be like, okay, I feel good about this. I like it. Now let's show it to some people to get the reaction and to get notes, but also show it to people that you, you know, that you'd want you, you're like, you know, my friend will enjoy this, you know, because you don't want to show it to just like someone who's like, Oh, this is like, I don't even like animation, you know, and then you'll just get this. <laughs> you kind of show it to people you, you think you'll enjoy the like supportive um, comments for it, like still critical, but like working with your idea. And yeah, that, that's in general, a, like a step, like a big thing to learn is how to like take people's ideas, but still understand that you want, you got to do your thing and not just change it just be, for them. It's like a, it's a whole like art. Cool. I have some more questions about like the feedback process, but first I kind of want to hear about more about your career. So you started at Blue Sky and then you moved over to Cinderbiter and then, you know, that whole situation happened. You went to DreamWorks and Warner, et cetera. So maybe can you go through like the, the highlights and maybe lowlights of your career? Yeah. Just to I, yeah version. I originally started, um, at uh, House of Cool in, in Toronto studio. Um, and I was doing, um, I think actually like character cleanup. So I was actually cleaning up characters. Mm-hmm. So I did that like right out of school. Um, I was like really happy that I got a job like right away and I was working with them. And then that's after, you know, after some time after industry day, that's when Blue Sky called back because they did like their assessment. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, you want to move down? And I was like, oh, like, okay, uh, I sure, cause you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna move to like New York, like, wow. But um, yeah, and then, so I made that move and that was a lot of fun working at Blue Sky and I lived in like Manhattan. That was like a cool thing. You know, I was like riding in, in taxi cabs and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like riding in the yellow taxi cab, like in the movies, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, What's that? Your life is a movie now. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch, you know, movies and every movie is in New York and you're like, yeah, New York. <laughs> um, and then um, then my girlfriend at the time, she moved, uh, she was also at Blue Sky and then she moved, she got a job to at Pixar. So she went, you know, to the other side of the States and, and I she wanted was, to. She was working in story also? She was a designer, so she a got designer. a design job. Okay. And so, yeah, I wanted to follow her. So I, you know, I applied and l- also luckily uh, landed a job at Cinderbiter. And 
um, yeah, I went there and then, then I worked then. And so now I'm in San Francisco and then I was working as Cinderbiter with, you know, on stop motion, which is really fun, you know, still storyboarding, storyboarding throughout basically. Um, and then that studio, um, shut down. And so I had to, because when you're in the States as a, you know, as a Canadian, you're working on a visa and you need a visa to work or out, you have to leave the country. So I had to quickly find a job before like my visa would expire. So I, yeah. again, luckily I found a job at DreamWorks. Uh, and then I helped over there and I was working there and that was, that was awesome. I worked there for like three years and, uh, and then, and then the, the DreamWorks had cuts. So they shut down the PDI, the San Francisco studio. Ah, uh, no. Yeah. Like there was like two. What movies were you working on at DreamWorks? I was working, um, on, uh, Captain Underpants. Uh, and then there was like two others that never, um, never got made. They were, oh, can you, can you talk about those ones? Or are they like NDA? Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure like okay. what's the status of it, but, um, it, it was fun. It's just like, there's actually a lot of films like I worked on. Well, I don't know if it's a lot, but that just don't get made, you know? Is that is that weird for you to work on stuff you can't really talk about and nobody sees, or like how how do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. Like, it's okay. I I I try not to, you know. And no one else seems to care. Like they're just like, oh, cool, you're in animation. Oh, fun. Like, you know, all right. <laughs> oh, you worked on like I see. Like you know, it's like, um. But, but yeah, like you can only really like show your work, like after the movie comes out. Right. So it's like your portfolio is always delayed by like a year or more. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah. And then, so yeah. And then I was at DreamWorks and then, yeah, after that studio kind of shut down, I thought, oh, this might be a good time to try out freelance because I've been always in house and I've heard a lot about, you know, freelancing. I've seen freelance artists and you know, I was like, oh, maybe like I never lived in downtown Toronto. Um, like my family lives out just outside. So I was like, oh, it'd be cool to try some freelance, maybe try out the, you know, living downtown Toronto. And so uh, I was already married at that time. And so we actually went to Montreal first and freelanced out of Montreal for like three months. And then we, yeah, came to Toronto and, and I'm here now, you know, so. Nice. Yep. And working back at Blue Sky, like full circle all over again, freelancing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now I got like a Blue Sky yeah, freelance job. So it's like, yeah, it's like I'm, you know, back where I kind of started really uh, seeing familiar faces. It's, it's fun. So you've worked at like a whole bunch of different studios and on lots of different projects. Is there is there like a commonality between everything with story? Can you maybe walk us through like what a, a typical project or day-to-day uh, looks like for a story artist working on feature films? Um, yeah, it's, it's usually, well, there's a team of story artists. I mean, it varies maybe six to 12 people. And sometimes there's a head of story usually. And so that's kind of your department. And then you work closely with the director and the script. Sometimes they, they have a really tight script and sometimes it's, the story is really loose and you get to explore a lot, but it's usually like you get kicked off. It's called a kickoff and they give you a scene or like a, 
you know, like a little chunk or a little exploration or whatever it is. And so, then, what what does the scene look like? Is it like a? Well, maybe you can just describe. Yeah, what that's like. Well, it'll be like you know whatever like. Uh, it's like a, a little part in the movie. So it's like, oh, it's the kitchen scene when, you know, okay. the guy is cooking and whatever, this happens. So it's like a little isolated kind of chunk, like a self-contained. And then they kind of, you know, based on the script, they they kind of read the script and they're like, okay, so th this is what's happening. And, you know, the director gives you more um, direction. Like, I really want him to be sad or whatever, you know. You get all this direction and then you ask questions you're like oh so do you see it you just because you're uh, when this is happening you're like trying to imagine it like picture it in your head how it would look like so you're like oh do you want to is this at nighttime or does he come in angry or does this happen like this do you want it to be big or you want to downplay so you kind of like figure that out and then you kind of go off on your own and you you do like a rough pass and sometimes you could show them like like really rough boards, just what you're thinking, like what the shots are. And then they, again, they kind of look at it. They're like, oh, cool. I like this. Maybe change this, maybe add this and add more poses here. So it's like you could sell that, you know, emotion or whatever, clean up this expression. And then you like slowly, like through a couple of meetings, you progress. And then it, it's not like at the end, they're like, okay, like make this really pretty sometimes it usually just ends with like okay that's good like we read it you know and okay. you don't have a like polish stage and then uh yeah and then they kind of like take it into editorial and start cutting it together to like voices and sound effects and then they could watch it like they they play it and you just get like a new thing and you just keep doing that kind of process so you're, the majority of your time is spent like sitting at a desk drawing maybe like technicalities of like what a room looks like and the characters, how they're moving in that space um, or something like that? Yeah, I mean, usually you would get the characters from design department. So you know okay. what, what that looks like. If there's locations, you're like, oh, can you send me some design work? So they're like, oh, it's been designed or sometimes it's, it's not, but they're like, it's like whatever, a cave. A cave and there's so a you're, you're still drawing like the character like posing from scratch and stuff right yeah 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 everything is, and some people take like layouts and they put them in the background like they just copy paste it but i just draw everything like and i keep it all rough um because everything is like a loose plan you know like right. it's not like you're you're gonna draw a wall right here and like later they have to put the wall there it's just like the idea of like, oh, he's like beside an object. And, um, so yeah, you, you basically draw everything, yeah. So you're creating like the over idea, overall idea of the scene and then it's passed on to like animators and whatnot who actually build those objects and they're not doing it exactly to how you've planned it. They're, they're doing it like with the general idea or how often do you look at a movie and you're like, oh, this is exactly how I boarded it versus like, oh, they moved that thing or they put the character somewhere else. Yeah, it's it depends. Sometimes, it yeah, it really depends. Like sometimes, um, you're you know they kind of use exactly what you you did, and you know layout tries to match the shot. Like even like if there's a tree there, they'll kind of try to put a tree in there. Uh, sometimes they just reference like, oh, it's a shot, like a tight shot, but whatever. The background's like completely different. Um, 
Yeah, it kind of varies, but um, so, yeah, sometimes you see it like it's like shot for shot, like, and even the acting decisions is like, you know, based off what you what you plan. But sometimes the animators they're like, oh, okay, he's really upset here, so they don't necessarily have to do your acting exactly. They just they're they're usually like amazing at like. So actors. like, what what skill set do you need to keep? like on your toes with being a good story artist like some people tell me that you need to have like really good life drawing skills and they'll do like cafe sketches and life drawing all the time some other people even have told me that they do like improv classes to make sure that they're like being loose with their actions and and stuff like that so like what do you do to to keep on the technicality of uh being a good story artist um i i just try to I just try to take whatever scene I have and to try to make it as best I can. And so it's like, you know, it's like doing, you're gonna get good at exactly what you're doing. You know, it's like, that's so like- So what is, what is as best I can mean more specifically? Like, are you thinking of like uh, the best angle and the best action and the best acting and the best layout all at once? Or are there more specific things that you focus on? Well, I mean, I don't know. I try to kind of push, like, I try not to be in my comfort zone, you know, because I could maybe, you could tell me something and I'll just board it, like, really, like, okay, well, you see him, you see him, you see him, and he says that, like, okay, it's boarded, you know, like, technically that's boarding too. But I'm like, okay, but how can I do this in, like, an interesting way, you know, like, what's, can I add something that's, like, unique to it? So you're, you're just trying to put in like the, the care, like you always care and you're trying to put that energy into it. And that's usually enough because that's like, that's all you need is you just like for whatever scene, it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to make the layout really good. It's like, if, if maybe the shot needs like a crazy layout to like, say like, look how epic this is, then yeah, then you do it to support it but it's just like whatever the specific scene or whatever the story of it is you're just trying to make it like the best most unique version nice is there is there like maybe a scene you can think of that you're particularly proud of in a movie that you're like i really pushed my boundaries really far and it turned out really great like can you think of something um there's some scenes that Sometimes they're not even in the film, but it's not even because it's like, oh, your scene wasn't good. It's just like that the story like evolved and you know, we didn't need to spend time here. But uh, it's just, sometimes I'm just like, oh, you know, like I'm happy that I did this. Like when you pitch it, you know, you're like, um, you're like, I worked hard on it and this has kind of like pushed my boundary a little bit. So you're just kind of like, it's almost like for yourself, you know? Um, you're trying to, cause sometimes like you get a scene and it's, it's not like, you know, your favorite, favorite bit. So instead of like focusing on like, oh, this kind of sucks. I wish I could do something better. You just try to get into that specific thing. And if, if, it, if you make it better, it's like you're satisfied and then they're obviously satisfied because it's like the best you could do anyway. So. Right. Um, now you mentioned the feedback thing before, and maybe we can touch on that now. Um, where you said you were you were kind of protective with your thesis film about showing it to the right people and 
and whatnot. How do you go through the feedback process now that you're working in a professional sense, like with the director and other storyboard artists and the head of story? Like, how does that whole feedback loop work? And do you give feedback to other story artists too and the director? Like, do you yeah. ever go to the director and say, like, I think this would be better? Like, yeah, yeah. You, um, usually, well, so your job is to like help the director, um, you know, execute their vision, right? So yeah. you're, it's like, you have to like help them first. It's not like what your choice would be. Um, if, if you see a, like a choice that would benefit, it's not like just personal thing is like, oh, this might help your thing if we do it like this, maybe. You could say that, you know, and that's totally fine. And everyone's like, oh, okay, like they'll, they'll hear you out, they'll use it, uh, you know, if they like it. And, um, but um, yeah, you're there to support, you know, the story. So you, you know, you're like, okay, this is what the director wants. And so I'm going to try to like go that route. If you have some suggestions, you, you could say it like, oh, what do you think of this, this? And then some directors are, they are, they're looking more for feedback and some directors are a little bit more like they know what they want. Um, so again, you adjust. So it's kind of like, you know, if I was in my, in directing others for my short film in Sheridan, I would probably be like, do this. That's it. Kind of like, yeah. like I know how I want it, but some directors are like, like come up with ideas, you know, and they, they could see like that you might be good at certain things. Like you might good at be good at exploring something. So they're like, why don't you explore this and like show me, you know, and then you come up and they're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, let's use this. And then they give you more direction on top of that. Have um, you ever been in a situation where you got some feedback and it just sucked to get that feedback? <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, sometimes you're, you're like, you know, you kind of, you disagree or uh, you're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know. I would have made a different choice, right? But if you, you don't like you don't take it like personally because, and sometimes you don't even see it until you do it and they cut it together and you're like, oh, you're going for that. You know, I wasn't even thinking in that way. So you really gotta like, um, I don't know, maybe it's like your ego that might get in the way of, uh, you know, getting upset or something at, at something that, but you kind of like, you gotta trust them, you know, and do it because they're the director, you know, and right. if, if you have ideas, you mention them, but yeah. So you're working freelance now for Blue Sky and you're in Toronto. How do you still get that feed feedback loop going as you're working remotely? And how do you even go about approaching and saying, I want to work remotely? Like, is that something that, you know, more people should be aware they can do? Or is this like a unique situation? Sorry, that's kind of two questions at once. Okay, so okay. Let's the first the one is you're working remotely. How does the feedback loop differ, or how is yeah. it now versus what it was before? Well, the benefit sometimes of being in-house is that you could show your work to other uh, story artists on the team, so you could get like a lot of creative ideas without like the pressure of like, oh, I'm pitching this to the director. Like, yeah. So you just show them and get ideas quick, or sometimes you're like, what do you think of this? And they're like, oh, just do this. So it's like a very easy way to 
connect that way. Um, so working remotely is you're definitely lacking that. But some some of studios they like you see everyone's pitch. So at least you have a meeting where you get to see everyone's work as it's coming in. So you're like, oh, okay, this is what they're doing. You you could feed off each other. But usually, you know, the it's the director when they give you feedback, it's usually like a meeting, like well, sometimes there's other artists too, but it's always kind of the same, remote or not remote. You're just talking to the director back and forth. So that doesn't really change. It's really like the other artists that you don't have as much access to. So sometimes like I would just, you know, go and see my friends who are also like working remote and just kind of like talk to them and like see what they're working on and just kind of get inspired to like, um, you know, cause it's, yeah, you, it's good to see other people's work, not just you're in this bubble alone. Yeah. Cool. I, and I guess the second part was like, did you, how did you end up as a freelance for Blue Sky? Is this something that's becoming more common or is this a unique situation you're in? Like, I'm, I'm wondering, yeah. I'm like just wondering ahead. about the visa thing. Like, I'm a Canadian myself, so does it yeah. make more sense to be like, uh, or maybe it's more stable or something to try to seek freelance jobs rather than going to travel to the US? It depends. Like, I mean, it's really just like applying for a job, right? Like yeah. you, you're like, I'm a remote artist looking for work. So, you know, if they're looking for a remote artist, okay. Or you're like, I'm, you know, I'm in the area, like I could move. Um, so that kind of depends, but freelance is becoming, I would say like more common, you know, cause of whatever technology and they could send you stuff faster, easier, internet's better. Uh, and it's like, it doesn't feel like, Oh, we gotta connect with him. It's so hard, and it's like laggy, and he's always freezing, and like the technology is making it like it's like I'm really kind of like there, but you know, right? You just have to call me to talk to me. Um, but I would like for me, I got kind of like the experience. I think I got more like the in-house. Like I worked really directly with people, and then as you gain more experience, I. It in a way helps your freelance because then it's easier to like to say, oh, I've worked on all this stuff. Like, do you want to work remotely? So they're like, okay, like, you know, he's worked before in house. It's successful. Like, he worked in a team. Like, right. So it might be a little bit easier to get at first in house jobs rather than freelance. But you could still probably get freelance if you just ask and if they're open for it. Nice. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about your writing experience on the early hatching gets a worm. But first, like I didn't even ask you what you love about story and being a story artist. And like, is this where is this your like happy place? And and is is this what you're going to continue doing? Like, what do you what excites you so much about being a story artist? I, I just like the the creativity of it. Um, like I'm. I like to, you know, like talk about the story of it and have influence in the story of it, which I feel like is the, it's the the real base of the film, right? Um, like if and, there's no story, there's no film type of thing. Yeah, and it's like, and you really have discussions where you're, you know, you're like, let's do this, let's have the main character, you know, and it could happen, and then the whole movie is like that after, you know, so. You, you're kind of like a little mini director, like a, 
like the director is in charge and they have like little story artists who are like making little scenes, but they get a lot of freedom sometimes that, you know, to like, like they, sometimes they just visualize the whole scene. That's all them, you know, with the vision of the director and the help of them. But it's like, you decide that shot, you think of a joke and it happens, you know? So I like that, that it's like very, very creative. Are there, are there like specific scenes where you like can't wait to work on it? Like you're so pumped and you're like excited. Like what is, what is that kind of scene? Is it like character interactions or I know you said you like special effects. So is it like yeah. creating a scene where something blows up or something? Yeah. I do. I kind of like kind of crazy action. Um, I would just have fun with like trying to make things dynamic and kind of intense. Uh, but I also like like a lot of mood like a okay. suspense or creepy and I like to work with like bad guys or you know like the evil uh I mean that was reflected in your film from Sheridan it's quite obvious <laughs> yeah yeah you know um, and yeah but sometimes I get like an emotional scene that's like just pure loving and you know it's like I'm not as into it but like I'm like I'm gonna try to do this the best, you know. Like I, I try not to be like, oh, like I don't do this, you know. Do you even ever, though I like, what's that? Do you, ever, do you ever study other films or things yeah, yeah. that you find are really do a really good job of creating a mood and try to recreate that, or like where yeah. do you find the inspiration or the technical skills to apply other than your own imagination? Yeah, it's really I think just watching movies. It's like as if I'm like brainwashed to like, like I just absorb it, you know, and then I like, then my mind works like a movie. Like it just naturally like shoots shots and makes cuts and does yeah. jokes like as if it's a film. And like originally I think that just happened because I just enjoyed movies and I just pictured like things like, you know, you're, you're playing as a kid and you're like, you pretending you have a gun, whatever you're shooting stuff. You're just like right. imagining an, an action sequence. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you said earlier that you thought you were going to be a designer. Do you ever miss some of the aspects of creating characters and stuff like that? Or do you feel like story kind of encompasses everything you thought you wanted to do? Uh, no, I, I, I definitely still like design and, um, I'm happy to do story because it's, I think as a job, it's, it's more creative. Well, I mean, this is just, it's just what you want, right? What you right. enjoy, but I like it cause it's creative. And, um, if, if I want to do design work, I still, and I would say this is actually an important thing to do for all artists is to keep like just drawing your own stuff always on the side. Yeah. So, you know, if I just feel like drawing some weird characters, I just do that on my own. And, and that helps me be balanced, you know, so I'm not like, and sometimes like, like work can kind of like, you know, it's like might be a project that you're like, it's not like fully like what you would want to do. Like in terms of like, it's not, um, not your cup of tea, but it's just not like you're not like, oh, this is my thing, you know, like this is more like a, a work job, right? 
So in order to make yourself happy as an artist, because you need you're like you need to expel that creative energy. I would say like you always gotta work on your own stuff, and that like satisfies that artist that wants to do their own thing. And if you if you don't do that, like the artist in you kind of will start to die, <laughs> and you just wanna you just wanna always like keep that alive, like your personal thing. You know, like don't just stop and just do like work for others. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Well, so, I, that's that's like a common theme I hear from a lot of people is to like keep keep the creativity alive by doing your own stuff. Yeah. Um, I do want to chat about the early hatching gets the worm because you wrote that short and it's like so it's such like a simple but like amazingly connective short that like getting forty million views on YouTube is is like unprecedented amongst other animations so how did you go about like developing this story in the first place and how did it turn into a short that was shown in theaters and then all this stuff so uh maybe you can explain where that came from yeah i was uh working at rovio and i think originally they were just like exploring um this was like the uh angry birds one had finished but we were working on like commercial like the work for it like promotional content and stuff so what what does that mean like when commercials like like toys and stuff are or like for stuff like a, yeah like uh you know in the movie theater when like it's like turn off your cell phone but it's like angry birds themed oh or, so that's usually is that usually done by the same studio i thought maybe that was like contracted out to smaller studios that it could work i mean i'm not sure you know for every situation uh, but we did it you know um because you know they still have a story team who did the Bur angry birds movie so it's like just have them do it already right. if the, you know if you could still pay them but um yeah originally it was just like i think I just came up with like a page of little sketches of like this, uh, like little hatchling girl, like having a friend worm, you know, cause I'm like, oh, okay. Like instead of eating it, she's going to be friends with it. And, and then I'm like, what can she do? And then it's like, oh, she could like walk in the park with it, have tea, play dress up, like all this. And I drew the, all these little moments and then I just kind of pitched it to them and they're like, oh, that, we really like that. Let's make that like a short because I think they were also trying to think of a short to release to get people excited for the movie who's who's they like the director or uh the producer producer director yeah kind of like so you're just doodling at your desk and you're like Doo -doo -doo -doo. no no but it, it was for an assignment it was like it was something like come up with some funny characters that maybe it was for like you know sometimes like on Instagram they could have a like something runs in or whatever, like some kind of ad little thing. So I just came up with her and then they liked it. And then it was like very simple. Like, it's almost like I already came up with the whole story it, just in that one little drawing. It was like, oh, she's yeah. friends. She does all this thing. And then they're like, well, if I have to make a sh little short about it, just have her like lose him at the end. Oh no, what happened? And then you see like another one almost eating the worm and then she rescues it. And it's like, oh, it's all good. So it's just like a simple, you know, little sweet thing. And yeah, and I, I think it's like also when uh, you're like talking a big, about this so nonchalantly, like, oh yeah, whatever, like, just so simple. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of how it happened. But right, the yeah, fact it's that funny. 
it's the fact that a big studio releases it and then they get the money behind the and then that's how so much people watch it you know it's not like necessarily like if i just made it on my own it would have like skyrocketed right okay but you just get to see like oh with a little bit of money behind you your work can just yeah it's like there's like you know pirated versions on instagram and it's like millions of views and everyone and then you read the comments oh my god it's so cute and you're like whoa this is weird you know, like, all these people are like commenting on this thing how so, does that feel other than than weird i guess like do you want to keep doing stuff like that or is it just a one-off thing for you no i mean i always in, i would you know enjoy if someone said like oh come up with a short or whatever i would like jump on that opportunity you know? yeah. so that's that's really fun and yeah it's like you're like wow I'm, um you know a lot of people saw it and then you're reading the comments and you're like i wonder like if there's going to be haters for yeah. this but like for that short it's like no haters well it's like haters don't watch it's too sweet for like haters like it's too sweet for okay like <laughs> haters watch like you know other stuff that you could hate on a little bit more it's like what are you gonna say it's just like a little cute thing it's you know. too cute maybe <laughs> but yeah, i was surprised i'm like hmm, not as much hate as i thought excellent yeah Sweet. um yeah well what like overall in your because you've you're quite a seasoned story artist have there been specific situations or skills that you've specifically taken advantage of that have gotten you to where you are now because uh, like it kind of not not to like diminish it but like you kind of fell into storyboarding almost not by accident, but like it wasn't intentional, I guess, at the beginning. So looking back, like what would you say are the, your biggest advantages in pursuing this career? Um, well, I guess one is that I, I do enjoy storyboarding. Like, you know, even though it wasn't planned, I, I still enjoy it. Like if I didn't, I'd probably switch out of it, you know? So it's like, right. luckily right. I, I've, I'm like, oh, I, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, I feel like kind of lucky. I'm like, oh, I am like, I do always think in terms of like shots almost, you know, nice. and th that's what interests me. So in a way that's kind of, um, yeah, it just happened to be like that. Uh, what was the second part of your question? Just were there any specific advantages like people you met or opportunities oh, that you pursued yeah. that got you to where you are? Yeah, if, I mean, what would you go back and say to your younger self to to focus on this career? I don't know. I think the main thing is just to work hard because I think, I mean, I don't like, I don't know how it sounds, but it's it's just really like that's all you could control, really. Like, so right. you just you just gotta care, you know, and okay. put in the effort, and then that work is gonna show itself, like. That's like a very simple, you know, like, and you, whatever, you're be like a good person and then you're going to meet people and they're going to be like, oh, he's, he's nice to work with, you know, like you're trying. And then they, they also like hook you up like later, like they're like, hey, uh, you know, we need, we need, we're looking for people. Like, are you available? You know, so you develop connections um, that way. So that helps a lot. But it, um, I mean, yeah, like just the more work you put into it, it's like that's what you're going to get out of it, like how much you put into it. 
Like, I feel like that's what you should worry about. I like what you said earlier on when you said, um, you know, just do your best and you'll naturally fall into what you're you're best at, kind of. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, without like, yeah, you know, like stressing too much where you're like, oh, like, oh, I need to, you know, I have to do this job. It's like, just do what you find is fun. Right. So that's a good way. And then, and then that'll naturally be like, yeah, it's, so it's a, it's a simple thing. A simple rule. Is that what you tell like a budding person who wants to focus on story? Like just do your best and work hard and meet people. Or yeah. Like, like don't stress out too much. Like, don't you know, stress like, out too much. I like it. <laughs> it's not like, Oh, you need to like life drawing three times a week. It's like, you know, just, just try to do good work and you'll slowly improve and you'll get better. And the things that you're not good at, they'll improve with time too. Um, and that's it. And just, that's it. Like just enjoy the whole, you know, like try not to get to, and sometimes, you know, you won't get what you want and whatever, but you just keep, keep pushing. And, you know, eventually it's like they could, you know, hard work pays off. <laughs> Sweet. Well, um, what's what's next for you? I mean, you're working on something you probably can't talk about right now because it's, you know, in development. But yeah, uh, can you share what's next with with you? Um, Well, I mean, I'm working on like, yeah, stuff I can't talk about. But uh, I'd like to, you know, go get into like, um, like being ahead of story. I'd like to try to like take on more responsibility. Um, I always thought that's a very, it's a cool job. Like it's a lot of responsibility. Like you're doing a lot more managing and stuff, but I've, I've always naturally kind of wanted to try it. So, you know, it's again, like, well, I want to try it. And that, you know, you have experience working in all these teams, seeing all these heads of story and you're like, oh, this is what I would do. So I'm just, I'm going to try to like push it, you know, into that direction. So a head of story would be managing all the story artists on the on the show and like putting all the scenes together and stuff. Yeah, you're kind of like um, you're. Yeah, you would kind of be considered maybe the in charge of the story artist. Like they still do the same thing. It's not like you you do you tell them what to do, but you just kind of manage them a bit. You could help help out. I mean, I haven't done the job, so I can't really comment on it, but. <laughs> It's like in between between the director and the head of or in the story department. It's like that. So how how do you think you'll get to the what 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 what's the gap between where you're at right now and this head of story? Like how would you how would you get there? Well, it you you have to like start, you know, thinking of yourself as you're like I'm gonna do this. So then you you could tell companies that I'm looking for this, you know, this opportunity. Or if you're working on a project and you're a story artist. You could yeah. try to be like, you know, instead of being like, okay, it's six o'clock, like, see you later, I don't care. You know, you're like, right. you care about the story, show them that, oh, you're a person who could be ahead of story. You know, you're like, you care, you're invested. You, anyway, so I think it's like, you got to start thinking like ahead of story and then get it out there, like, tell people, like, I'm looking for whatever, head of story jobs. And, right. and that's, eventually how you you know cool 
And then we'll have to do another, we'll have to do a recap once you're head of story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That seems cool. like a well, whole other like set of challenges. Yeah, because you're like managing uh, people now, and like managing people seems like like it's not an easy job, and that's like you haven't done that before. You know, you're just like on your own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also really ambitious. And I, I think, I mean, you've got a lot of experience and worked on some really cool projects. So I have no doubt you'll get there. Um, so, well, it's, I don't, this has been a great talk, but uh, do you have anything you want to add or like into uh, what we're chatting about? Anything I left out or anything like that? Well, one funny thing I just thought of before was in Sheridan when th there was an assignment that was like rotate a chair. Okay. In space right you're like draw this chair then draw it again but looking down and up and i'm like this is stupid like this assignment <laughs> is so boring you know but then you're like i do this all the time and my job like you have oh to, yeah well it's kind of like you have to be able to rotate anything and you because they're like oh we like your upshot on this but like why don't you put the camera way down low so uh, you have to like do the same thing but like so that's actually a really like important assignment that I completely like was dismissive of. Well, we, haven't done a, we haven't done a chair rotating assignment before or yet, but if we get there, when we get there, I'll remember this. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a layout class or something. We were like, we designed the chair and then, yeah, it's like rotated, keep the proportions the same. But oh, another interesting thing I would say is well, it's like, it's good for people starting because I was like, I was not that good. Like, and um, I remember when I got the blue sky job, the first job and they're, you know, they're like, okay, you're going to be a head or a head, uh, story artist. I was started as a junior story artist at blue sky, but I'm like, man, I'm going to be with like professional story artists at blue sky, like feature level. And I'm like, I've never even done this like the most story i done was like we had like a small class in sheridan like a very small class but my film was like the most i did story and yeah. and i was like like oh my god and then i i'm like i never even drew a, the same character like in different poses like i always just draw like the same character or sorry that like one pose and i'm like well that's that character but I'm like, in story, you have to like make a move and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I gotta make this guy look like he's sitting. And then I was trying to do it and I, I couldn't make him sit. Like, I, you know, like I always drew him standing. And I, and I was like freaking out, like, holy shit, like how am I gonna do this? You know, like, this is crazy. I can't even make another pose. But like, again, like you just, you kind of, whatever, you stuck at first. You but know, did, then, did you have like did people help you or like yeah how yeah. did you build up that skill over time well, yeah it, people as... people help you for sure like there was friends and you know everyone understands you're like oh you just came out of school okay. and okay you're not gonna be have the best like drawing skills or whatever but again what maybe is good to see is that the person is again like trying you know they're kind of like you could always tell, like, even if the drawings are bad, that they're trying to sh push something or make a joke or, like, make a little unique moment, you know, even if it kind of, the execution of it sucks. It's like, so do, like, you see, do 
you see junior story artists come in now who are struggling with making people sit? And do you, do you well, I, I don't know. They all seem to be pretty good nowadays. Oh, but, no. <laughs> but I, I'm sure there are people still feel like that, you know, that they're like, whatever, I suck or something. But I'm like, what? dude, I sucked hard. I mean, I do. I feel a lot of pressure to like be like the best I can be possible in every subject and and i'm only in like year one so it's encouraging to hear that you you didn't have it all figured out either when you when you graduated because right now i feel like i need to be super professional before i even like start looking for an internship or something so no it's like i mean you're gonna do the best you could do right so just with that thought like as long as you tried yeah like then you don't need to stress extra because you're like well this is the best i can do like i if it sucks, it still it just sucks because that's where I'm at. But I will improve. Yeah, yeah, I will improve, and you do improve. But but also it's a slow process. Like right. you don't, you know, people want things like really fast these days. Like, oh, I want to be like that guy on Instagram who's super good. Like, why am I not that right. good? It's like, well, dude, he's he's drawing for ten years. You know, like just relax. Like it'll, right. you will no, improve. I that too yeah like sometimes i get stuck yeah. like reworking and working the same thing over and over and over again trying to make it perfect instead of just like moving yeah. on to the next thing and and also yeah on instagram like i follow lots of people who have like hundred thousand followers five hundred thousand followers i'm like i'm not as good as them yet what's wrong with me but yeah it's i think it's good to just chill and and like not yeah. be stressed about it. yeah yeah i mean like it's I mean, that's a huge part of life in general. It's just to, you know, manage the stress because it's going to come from anything. But yeah, I just feel like, yeah, just because um, I've met the story artist at Blue Sky when I started. He was really good. His name is Eric Favela. Yeah. Uh, and he was just making crazy scenes, you know. And I was like, like, any tips? Like, you know. And I think he told me something like he just tries to, he just tries to like be into what he's doing, you know, like present, like if he's, so he's not thinking like ahead. He's just like, oh, I'm drawing this thing. Like, let's make it cool, you know? Nice. So he just learned to enjoy the moment of it. And maybe only now am I like starting to get that where I'm like, yeah, trying to just, even if it's like a thing I wouldn't pick or whatever, a decision I wouldn't do, it's like you're yeah. like, okay, well, let's make this work. You know, let's not focus on anything, anything else. Well, how do you, um, because sometimes like myself, and I know this happens with my classmates too, you know, we have assignments where I'm not particularly into it and it's tough to find that motivation yeah. to really do the best I can versus being like, okay, let's just get this over with so I can work on that other cool thing. Yeah. Like you... Where do you find where do you find that or how do you find that? Like what do you oh, like the inspiration to? Yeah, like I I don't know if you do yeah. something specific or it's just a mood or something like for you what's that like? I mean you could there's all different tricks you know whatever works at the moment like sometimes like if you're like oh I can't think of like character design like I would have a folder of like just tons of character like things from the internet that I pulled and I just yeah. like cycle through it and like brainwash myself into like 
and then it's easier to draw like characters after you've just seen a million of them um, right yeah so it's like but it's like a trick you know it's obviously not good but it's like to get you into it or sometimes you're inspired by seeing a friend's sketchbook you're like oh man you're like drawing so much like now i want to or if it's a scene like you you could like oh i have like a battle scene and you're like let's see let's maybe watch a saving private ryan battle scene and you get like inspired like that oh you know? that's that's a good that's good i like that so you could there's many like little tricks that you could try to get your sometimes you need you need a break you need to go and like do something physical and just come back to it sometimes you need a to sleep on it sometimes you're just tired you know um so it's just like sometimes you just gotta think of the money you're like this like this is so boring but you're like i'm getting, I'm getting paid. paid you know like <laughs> i'm getting paid yes like that's a good thing let's get paid and then you like get yourself through that because uh, you know it seems like artistic things like sometimes you just just don't feel like doing it right it's right. you're not like a machine you can't just keep doing the same thing you're like i don't know i'm not feeling it you know and maybe sometimes it's like you take like half a day off or whatever or just go for a walk you know just relax and you're like it's not gonna come right now like don't force it uh but you know it's gonna be it's not like there's a trick to not have a challenge you know it's like you're just gonna have to suffer sometimes and and that's it like it's it's not a big not too bad you know nice well that's it that's encouraging to hear i mean sometimes i'm just like sitting on my couch feeling really frustrated that the ideas aren't coming but mm -hmm. <laughs> i also have that big folder of inspirational things i find on instagram and the internet and stuff that i I'll, i'm constantly looking into so yeah yeah that helps a lot to see others yeah 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 um yeah i mean like this has been a really great talk. I, I'm really happy that we, we got to connect and chat and you've worked on a lot of cool things. And yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that uh, early Hatchling Gets the Worm, like uh, probably on Instagram or Reddit or something and being like, this is so cute. And I'm talking to the guy who like <laughs> who wrote it. Also seeing your short film in class too. So, And it's uh, funny because yeah. the short film is like, it's not at all like the Hatchling short, you know, it's like, what? This person made this? <laughs> But, um, but there's like uh, we saw it in in like layout class because you did such a great job drawing like the cars and stuff and he used it when we yeah. were like drawing cars in perspective he used it as an example and yeah. we saw it in storyboard class because obviously uh, well you're a storyboard artist now and it was clearly being shown in your work uh, way back then so yeah no that's cool yeah yeah I'm I'm glad like you know people still watch it and share it and they play it for students and students seem to like it yeah. that's that's really that's just cool to hear um and yeah like I'm, thanks for having me on yeah uh, that's really cool and sweet uh, well yeah thanks thanks so much for coming on and um yeah just before we go uh if you want to get in touch with vadim you can reach out to him on linkedin uh, which is just his name, or on Instagram under Vadim Apalooza, and I will include the links to those in the podcast description. So again, thank you for listening, and thank you, Vadim, for being here. That's all, all right. for now. Thanks a lot. It was fun. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye.